Hello and welcome to another episode of More Than Therapy. Today, we have Jenny Toe of River Life Coaching, who made a transition from being a lawyer to a life coach. Now, that's quite a transition. In previous episodes, we talked about a social worker transitioning to a life coach, but we've never seen someone come from such a different field entering into the life coach space. So this is going to be a very interesting episode. Thank you for thank you for presenting us with your presence today, Jenny Toe. How are you doing today? Hi, Felipe. Thank you for having me, and I love your introduction. Looks like uh, COVID has provided a lot of people with transition opportunities, and it's made us reflect like what we really want to do in our lives and to take that leap of faith. So, so being a lawyer is a very uh, intellectual thing for me. I, I still enjoy it. Uh, although right now I'm toning down the legal work and I still do legal consulting work on the site. Um, but how did I move to be a life coach? It's more of a heart matter. Uh, I'm a Christian and I believe uh, that this is what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. So it's not easy. I was first bitten by the coaching bug back in 2015 in an organization I was working for as a mid-level legal counsel and manager. Um, Yeah, I I have a full-time job, three kids. I pushed it aside, but uh, as a believer, I felt that God was calling me into it. And no matter how much I put push aside this feeling, it kept coming up until I, I couldn't push it away anymore. So I embarked on my training for a whole year in 2019, planned to launch my business in April 2020 without realizing what was going to happen in March 2020. And yes, took that leap of faith, which brings me to today, Felipe. Indeed, indeed. How different was it being a lawyer to being a life coach. And I know you said your transition was based on faith, but how did you make that transition? Was there an event in your life that manifested and you said, this is the walk I want to walk now as it pertains to my life and my being on this planet? It's more of this uh, desire that I couldn't push away. So I was uh, resisting it for the longest time, thinking I don't have a time and it's more of a hobby. So despite having a good job at that time and, you know, my family life is great. My three kids are great. Uh, good relationship with my husband, but I still felt that something was missing. Something's not quite right. And uh, the more I resisted, you know, Uh, going into coaching, the stronger the feeling came up until it made me really uncomfortable on a daily basis that I I can't uh, avoid it anymore. Also, the the turning point would be um, I felt this sense of loss when I was thinking like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to explore coaching any further because, you know, it just doesn't make sense intellectually and rationally. Then I felt this sense of loss and grief and it it just puzzled me. I I didn't even start anything yet. Uh, So so why am I feeling this loss? That's when I realized that this is something to be taken seriously. And of course, with a lot of discussion with my husband and a lot of prayer, I took this uh, leap of faith. And it's been great since. I mean, there's been ups and downs, but here I am talking to you, Felipe. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. People in your country, and correct me if I'm wrong, they seem to shy away from mental health in a lot of ways, right? 
Yes, Felipe, uh, I'm in Singapore and, and uh, you're right. When I was first talking to people about coaching in 2019, the first response I get from the interactions I have is, oh, Jenny, I am fine. You know, I, I don't really need to talk to you. I, I am fine. There's nothing wrong with me. So I have to explain to them that coaching is different from counseling. Uh, as you know, we both want to help people uh, get to a better place. But counseling is when you are addressing an emotional trauma or pain from the past and you want to speak to a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist to heal from that emotional pain. Whereas for coaching, yes, we may go back to the past to discover why are you doing certain things the way you're doing now but at the end of the day uh, it's just about getting unblocked with something that you're blocked talking to someone for a different perspective or just having that space to talk about what you want to get better in so you can be in a good place you just want to get better so coaching is always moving forward um, looking at how to live your life more fully and more purposefully when you have somebody who's on the fence about it, resistance to it, what words of encouragement do you get them to evoke change? I talk about um, the pain that you're going through. So, so this is not more of emotional pain. Like let's say someone saying, I, I'm working with this very difficult manager. I can't seem to get through to her. So we explore like, how painful is this situation? How long can you carry on like this? And we work on what she can do to, to get over that pain. So, so when my potential clients come to me, they already have this uh, uh, issue or this concern or this goal that they've tried exploring and achieving on their own with the support of family, with the support of friends and colleagues, but somehow they're not making any headway. So that's the part when I know that they need the help of a coach who's um, objective and who's, who doesn't judge uh, you to be able to walk alongside you and, and offer this uh, perspective and also let you think about your underlying beliefs. We don't slow down enough to think about why are we doing the things we're doing. Most of the time we're running on autopilot mode. Indeed. There's a phrase you use, uh, a mantra that you have. It's like a bicycle. Explain that to us. Yes. So um, it's how I, I use this analogy because you know I, I was also discussing this analogy uh, back in my training school uh, is to explain the different self-help modalities. So for uh, for a bicycle, uh, a coach doesn't tell you which bicycle to buy. Uh, what's the safety gear you need to have, uh, you'll be the one coming to me to tell me this is the bicycle I want, but we'll explore like, okay, you know, which color is better and, and what's the journey you want to take uh, on this bicycle? Is it just for casual? Are you going for competitive uh, racing? So, so all this, it's just this space where you can bounce out ideas. And I won't say, uh, Felipe, oh, you know, you're not fit enough to do, you know, competitive bike uh, racing. It's just this space for you to explore. Ultimately, I believe that the person is more accountable and more committed when the solution or the decision or the plans come from within. Instead of me telling you, Felipe, you know, do this, do that, uh, it won't work. So, so that, that instructional approach is more of a consultant or a trainer. 
and and a mentor would tell you my bicycle you know is a bmx and you know it works for me you should get it so you see i'm imparting my experience my wisdom to you a coach may share uh his or her wisdom but we never impose our wisdom and our guidance on you we offer it to you with open hands and it's up to you to see whether it resonates with your current stage in life right now so it's basically i get on my bicycle you get on your bicycle we're both cycling together and i'm enjoying the journey with you and likewise you know you're not alone on your journey no matter which path you take right i can dig it for people who don't know as it may differ you know from yours than someone else's what does a coach do? Um, to sum it up, it's an accountability partner. Uh, so we are here. So in order to get the most of a coaching session, you have a goal or you have an issue that you're blocked in. So I've been speaking to a lot of people about stress lately. I think this prolonged uh, new normal that we are into due to the pandemic is creating a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, so is to how to I make my life a bit more bearable with all this stress? What is within my control to do? And then we talk about strategies and simple steps or actions you can take uh, throughout the week. Uh, so the, the regular coaching sessions is for my clients to check in with me to discuss what's worked, what's not worked, and to tweak it. And, and quite a lot of people are also going through transition. So they talk to me about, you know, what, what is it that they want to transition into? There's a lot of fears, uncertainty. So we also work through that. So I would say a coach is your accountability partner. It's also someone whom you collaborate with to come up with many uh, avenues. But at the end of the day, the client is accountable and responsible for the choices and actions that he or she takes. And what gems will they gain? Because people are all about what they can get out of something. Clarity, Felipe. Clarity and this perspective that, you know, is now clear. They have an idea, a roadmap, depending on how the person is. Some people need a to-do list. Some people need a big picture plan. Uh, you get your compass to chart your course. So for example, with stress management, that person realizes that, oh, what I can do to improve my self-care, what is within my control, and why am I so hung up about what this other person is saying about me? So that's that awareness and clarity. And, and you just feel more at peace and in a way like, okay, I have my toolbox to be able to deal the situations that life throws at me. Indeed, indeed stress a major factor the world's probably experiencing more stress than any other time with a lot of exceptions <laughs> but this is a particularly stressful time for people that do not seem adequately prepared for such a stress right how do you help them navigate through these intricacies such as the pandemic and covid and the change of political in multiple countries that are impacted by that there's so much change going on and i just don't think we're adequately prepared to adapt to such change how do you help them navigate these paths or do some things you just say that's above the style of a, of a life coach the teachings of a life coach maybe they need something else 
everyone has their own uh, inner strength and resource. And I believe that everyone is resilient. It's just that you are not aware or you may think resilience in a different way. You probably think that, oh, resilience, I need to be tough. I can't feel any feelings. I just need to brave on. Um, resilience is actually, to me, the ability to look at a situation at all angles and be able to bounce back or even to grow and to learn from it. Uh, as long as you are growing from that experience, uh, you will get to a better place. Often I bring my clients back to a situation in the past, whether it's similar or not similar, where they felt they were most resilient. Um, and a lot of them feel that, no, I've, I've never been resilient. So we we dive deeper to, you know, an experience that they had and, you know, talk about what they really think resilience is. And I clarify, you know, what is the general meaning of resilience, which is this ability to bounce back and to learn from it and to grow from it. Then they realize that, yes, wow, that time in the past, I was going through such a difficult time and I've learned so much from it. I've gotten out so much from it. And I have impa uh, passed on my knowledge and my wisdom to others as well. Then they feel more empowered to look at the current situation today to be able to deal with it. So, Felipe, we can't escape change. Change is probably what they say you know, is it's the, it's the constant thing that is uh, impacting all of us. But how do we see the situations that we're in uh, and learn from it? And the main thing is we want to also have this positive ripple effect on the people in our lives. So if I'm negative, if I'm gloomy and anxious all the time, so you can imagine how that would affect my children. And for listeners, imagine how that would affect your friends, your family, those closest to you, people at work. Um, so it's a ripple effect. Uh, if we uh, learn something from it and we share it, you are actually helping those around you as well. Here in the States, you don't have to have a degree or a certification or anything to become a life coach, which why it doesn't get a lot of respect as other professions, such as a counselor, social worker, therapist. But if you actually taken the time to get nationally or is it, it might be universally certified, tell us about that certification process and why you chose to go a more stringent way of becoming a life coach. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Felipe, and, and I really believe that the coaching profession is moving to be more regulated and supervised. Um, my first career is in law, so as you know, we have to train really hard and, and jump through a lot of hoops before we can call ourselves uh, uh, an attorney in law. Um, so likewise, for coaching, I did my research. So I am credentialed with International uh, Coaching Federation, which is a global body uh, that offers really stringent and uh, high level uh, coaching programs. So the schools that I go at schools that coaches attend uh, need to be uh, accredited by ICF, International Coaching Federation. And the coaches before they can call themselves coaches, uh, credential coaches need to go through um, substantial hours of coaching. So right now to date, I have uh, more than 250 hours since I first started uh, coaching. And uh, we just go from level to level, increasing our competencies. What I like about being a credential coach is there's a strong code of ethics. So I know that my clients, uh, I know that my clients will respect me when I tell them about the ICF code of ethics and resonates with me from my first career as well, that we are ethical. There is a great, uh, emphasis on confidentiality, what you tell me in our coaching sessions will remain confidential. 
And uh, if you know anyone wants to complain about a coach, they can go straight to the ICF Ethics and Disciplinary Committee. So there's a lot more guidance. And as a coach, being accredited and credentialed by ICF, there is this space to learn and to grow from peers. We have mentoring, we have supervision, we even have peer accountability. So I just love being part of our community. So Felipe, yes, right now in social media, anyone can call themselves a coach. They can embark on a one-day training program and call themselves a coach. But for ICF credentialed coaches, we have to go through at least six months of training. Mine was more almost a year. I, I fast-tracked it because I was so passionate about coaching. I'm very proud to say that I'm still connected to the school very closely with them, to all my mentor coaches and to the peers uh, who are located globally. Your company, River Life Coaching, what inspired that? It's such a beautiful site, such beautiful, beautiful nature, as I connect very much with nature as a spiritual person. But what inspired you? to name your company River Life Coaching? Well, it was during my coach training program when we were supposed to write our own research paper on what our coaching model, coaching process is all about. So a lot of people had their own ideas. I was looking at what my peers wrote and I thought, okay, not, none of them really strikes a chord in me. And, and you don't want to copy anyone. You want to be authentic. So I did a lot of prayer about that and just sat back and, and put it out of my mind. Because sometimes, you know, when you think too much about things, it, it, you just get very caught up in it and you can't see beyond it. So one day the idea just came to me that, you know, we all have values. And the, the picture of the river just came to me as an analogy of your life. So the river source are your values, your beliefs, and from the river source is how your river flows. So if you are living life aligned with your values, then your river will very flow very smoothly, very peacefully. And like that's the, the feeling that I want to give my uh uh, website visitors, you know, when they come to visit my website. And, and I'm glad you found that to be peaceful and calm and serene when you visit riverlifecoaching.com. Uh, so, so your river is flowing smoothly when you're living life aligned with your values. However, we all have parts of our river that meanders, that are blocked by rocks and all that. So that's the whole coaching process to see what those obstacles are. How do you make the flow of your river smooth again? And at the end of the day, the river gets to the delta and that's the your bigger life goals, your purpose, the legacy that you want to live behind. So uh, I would love to coach each and every individual to discover what's their life purpose, what's the end of their river looking like and how are they impacting uh, those who journey along them in their river? You know, how are they impacting everyone in their lives? Indeed, indeed. I wish I was in Singapore. You would definitely be the type of person I would want to assist me with my journey in life. You are a lawyer. You are a lawyer. You were a lawyer. You practice law. Tell me about that. And then is it similar or does it is there a breakaway as a life coach or do you have attributes as a lawyer that are helpful in your endeavor as a life coach? I think, um, like I said, being a lawyer is very intellectual. You dissect a particular case and you look at 
it at all possible scenarios. And actually, I, I tend to look out for the worst case scenarios. And that's how we prepare our case. I was a trial attorney. So you definitely had to know what the other side was going to bring to the courtroom and, and to prepare accordingly. So that's a skill I have, the ability to look at a situation from all angles. And that has served me well in coaching as well. So, Felipe, if you tell me you're stressed, I work with you to investigate what's actually causing you the stress and then we go deeper and we find out you know uh what's actually going on so so that's a skill that i have being able to look at a situation from all angles and being a lawyer you need to listen but for me when i'm a lawyer i listen for solutions i listen to see how i can help you by providing you a solid legal case being a coach i listen to you to find out how you can create awareness within yourself to discover what your limiting beliefs and what your blocks are. So it's listening skills that are honed, but uh, with a different intention. If someone thought they had a gift similar to yours or thought they had the internal motivation to be a life coach, what recommendations would you give them? Um, discover why you're going into life coaching. So as you can uh, imagine, and I can confirm this, being a lawyer earns a lot more money. <laughs> I know it, on social media, you know, a lot of people say I, I earn like a six-figure coaching income. As a coach who's starting out as an entrepreneur as well, this is my the second year in my business. Uh, uh, if you're going in, in it solely for the money, I want you to really reflect deeply. Is this the, the true purpose that you're going into it? So for me, it's, you know, like, like what I told you, Philippe, it's a higher calling for me. I couldn't run away from it. I just know that this is what God wants me to do in this phase of my life. So it's not about the money. For me, it's looking out the external purpose as in how I can impact one individual at a time to get to a better place. So I really believe that's my purpose right now for this business. So for your listeners out there, if they feel that they want to be a life coach, think about what's driving you. Uh, what's your purpose in doing it? And if you feel that you know there's no running away from that, you're very clear on your purpose and vision for your coaching business, then go and do it. But of course, plan accordingly, have a business plan, talk to a lot of people, get your support network, bounce off ideas. And uh, but at the same time, you know, nothing can be perfect. So you just have to do it when you know within yourself that the timing is right. Indeed, indeed. Well, one last question. Sure. Where do you see yourself going with this endeavor? What's next, Jenny Toe? Yes, interesting you should ask that, Philip. And you said that you wish you were in Singapore. So yes, um, I am uh, appearing as guests in various podcasts and quite a lot of uh, podcast shows like yours are based in the States. I want to widen uh, my network and as well as open and offer my coaching services uh, internationally, globally. Uh, basically, you can connect with me on Zoom. I Because of COVID, even here in Singapore, my local clients, uh, we meet uh over Zoom because there are still restrictions in meeting face-to-face. -face. So I envision my clientele base to be uh, expanded globally. And the only obstacle I would say, Felipe, but I, you and I have both overcome is the time zone difference and that, that can be worked out. So I'm quite passionate and excited about this because I believe when I touch one person, that person will touch the people within his or her circle. And then those people who are touched by him 
will continue impacting people. So you can see that ripple effect and you can see how excited I am when I, you know, share this with you. My experiences with people from Singapore, as I've, my dad's in the military, so we've been all over the world. Um, he didn't take me with him to Singapore, but I'm talking about that on another show. Like we were in Okinawa and other places like that. For some reason, he just didn't want to take me there. But I said that to say this. Introvert seems to be a, a social norm. Were you able, were you an extrovert or an introvert? And if you were an introvert, how did you bust out your shell in order to do this great work that you do? Well, uh, I guess it, not just Singaporeans, Asians, we are quite private. I guess we're more reserved, but that, that's just a generalization. You do, uh, I'm sure you've met quite a lot of uh, Asians who are very outspoken and, and extroverts as well. But uh, a lot of us are quite uh, reserved and, and reflective. So I'm still an introvert and that's just who I am. That's just my authentic self. And how do I do this? Like before the show was uh, live, I was telling you, Felipe, that this is really stepping out of my comfort zone. I, I, I look into my purpose again. And it's, why am I doing this? I want to encourage people that, you know, you are not alone in going through the stress and the uncertainty. Uh, partner with a coach. If you need uh, counseling, partner with a counselor or a therapist. Be aware that you need help. And by asking for help, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It's actually very courageous to reach out and ask someone for help. So it's my belief that, you know, by putting myself out there, I'm sharing this message. And hopefully your listeners who are feeling a bit uncertain about, you know, seeking extra help will not feel that it's a stigma to do so. That's that's like really what's driving me to connect with you, Philip. And I, I love, you know, your show promotes mental health and it's a lot of, about mental health that people don't want to talk about. So this is creating awareness together with you, Philip, Felipe. Indeed, indeed. And I learn more every day. I learn more from the guests than I do through everyday life. So I'm thankful for having guests such as you and others. So thank you for coming on the Modern Therapy podcast today. People are gonna be very interested in your transition from a lawyer to a life coach. I think with that, I think you could have a lot of people coming to you just because if you made such, we'll say left turn for lack of better terms, it must have been something in you, like you said, deep in you that it wasn't, you wasn't doing it for a money grab. You wasn't doing it as an easy way out. You were doing it from the inner love and the inner giving of your heart based on your spirituality and Christianity beliefs and based on you giving in that way, much like you gave as a lawyer, as a, as a, as a, a defender of truth. But now you envelop and you develop people into finding their own truths and growing. And I thank you for that, Jenny Toe. I think you're a wonderful, wonderful human being. And I'm thankful that you're here on this earth and share this earth with me, Jenny Toe. Can you please tell the people ways they can contact you or learn more about you and you know your your website of course which will also be in the show notes thank you felipe for being so generous and and for sharing i i love what you said about yeah you know we we both want to help the people out there and that's what's driving us to do what we're doing uh 
um, you know, just, just reaching out to people. So people can find me on riverlifecoaching.com. You can also connect with River Life Coaching on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also connect with me personally on, on those various social media. Just type Jenny Toh, T-O-H. So River Life Coaching, Jenny Toh, Singapore. And you know, I'm a lawyer uh, turned life coach in Singapore. That's what you can see in my social media posts. You can't go wrong. And if you really cannot find me, you know, just reach out to Felipe and, and in this episode and read the show notes. Indeed. Jenny Toe, any final words or not final words, a gem <laughs> to leave the people with as we transition into the moonlight. Sure, Felipe. So in this uh, current state that we're in, we're going through so much right now. Uh, a lot of people feel that it's selfish to take care of yourself, to, to even think about self-care. And a lot of people think that self-care is some elaborate routine, like checking yourself into a retreat, going for long meditational walks. No, self-care is just time out for yourself, doing something simple that you enjoy. A nice hot cup of coffee, a hug from your kid or dog or cat or something just just something just pause and enjoy what you enjoy doing and that is self-care and, and do a lot more of that throughout your day and you find that you gain your center despite the stress despite the uncertainty indeed and once again thank you jenny toe for blessing us with your presence your universal love and keep doing what you're doing and continue to grow in regards to spreading the message and enveloping in people and developing people regarding finding their own truth and finding their own love and growth within themselves. I believe when they meet you and when they work with you, that would just naturally manifest because you are a true agent of change. And once again, I thank you. Thank you, Felipe. Be well, be great. This is another episode of More Than Therapy. <laughs>